Hey guys, welcome to the Beyond the Church Walls podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fields, and each week I will be sitting down with a friend of mine to discuss how Christians can navigate through today's confusing world. My goal for you is to listen and be able to walk away more empowered, confident, and inspired to share the truth of the word and the love of the Father with others. On the show with me today is Kayla Gilmore, a sophomore at Youngstown State University studying music performance who is passionate about theology and music. In this episode, we are diving in to discuss the Bible being the incredible resource that it is and how to go about reading it if it seems like a daunting and difficult task. And with that, let's kick it. Hey, Kayla, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey, you know, sort of what you're up to kind of deal and how you got there. Yeah, so I'm 19, a sophomore at Youngstown State University studying flute. Um, I love music and I love God, and I feel that's what he's called me to at this point in my life, um, for now at least. So you lead worship at your campus ministry at YSU? Uh, Yeah, I do lead worship. Um, My ministry is called CCO, the Coalition for Christian Outreach. I lead our praise band, which is really fun and honestly one of my favorite parts of college. this ministry is a huge reason for the strength of my faith, um, and it definitely keeps my priorities in check and surrounds me with people who love God. So, A community of people is always great to have. I can testify for the same thing with my small group, so it's great to hear that uh, you think the same thing with the community. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really great. It kind of just gives you a sense of belonging and other people push you to be better in your faith. I think sometimes without that support, we can kind of get backtracked a little bit. Yeah, I agree, especially in college where it's very easy to fall away from your faith. It's important to have that rock and foundation. Well, it sounds like you are a pretty busy person with a uh, packed schedule, you know, with classes and CCO and worship leading and all that Uh, How do you manage your time in order to fit reading the Bible into your day? Yeah, so I, for me, I've always felt called to do my quiet time in the morning. Um, I'm very much not a morning person and I hate getting up early. So it's a challenge for me, but that's when I have found I have the most intimate and progressive quiet time, I guess that makes sense. Um, And doing it in the morning helps me to get in the right mindset because during the day my mind gets really jumbled with a million different things and I get very distracted very easily especially by my own thoughts so if the word of God is the first thing I consume then I am much more likely to be able to focus on him and keep coming back to him throughout the day. Wow, that's so good. That's so insightful. And that's really interesting. I feel like I'm generally pretty flexible with the time, but I feel like I need to spend my quiet time consistently in the same spot or like something relatively similar to focus better. So I kind of relate to that, but just in a location kind of sense. Mm -hmm. I usually, like I said, do it anytime during the day that I just have a free moment although I do do my homework at like 6 30 in the morning since we started (laughs) quarantine so um, I think reading the bible is something obviously very special about our relationships with Christ and I didn't truly understand that until I started taking the time to rest and actually you know read the word and I don't mean like just unconsciously reading or skimming that we sometimes tend to do but truly digging deep into the word and applying the truth into your life and I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of the Bible Project. 
if you've heard of that? I have, yes. That's where my Bible reading plan comes from. And a few months ago, or someone from my small group first introduced me to the Bible Project and preface, I really hate reading. Kayla knows that for all of you listening. <laughs> I really hate reading. Uh, more times than not, it's really like pulling teeth to get me to read. So I've sort of had difficulties just honestly finding a good reading plan for me to follow along with. And the wonderful thing about the Bible Project is that they have videos that give you a heads up on the context and the purpose of each book of the Bible before you begin reading it, which I think is super helpful because it's kind of like being exposed to the content in two different ways, you know, visual and written. So anyway, I, that's what I found out to be uh, really good. And that's how I started to dig deep into reading my Bible. And so I found out if I missed a few days, I could really start to feel that in my spiritual life. And I didn't know if you had felt something similar, if you had any comments about that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I felt that um, it can be really hard. And there are a lot of times where I just don't want to. And I learned that those times when I don't want to are the times that I need to the most, because at that point I'm under spiritual attack, you know, um, the devil use any opportunity he can to pull us away and we need to stay strong and stay faithful in our spiritual disciplines. Um, I've even found that a simple prayer of God, give me the desire and the discipline to read your word today can make a huge difference in my priorities. Um, actually slight tangent, but I was just in Israel and we were at a gift shop in Jerusalem and my friend was buying a ring that said in Hebrew, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine from Song of Solomon. So when the owner sold her this ring, um, he liked to be very personable with the gifts we bought. And he told her that a more accurate translation of the scripture is I'm drawing near to my beloved and my beloved is drawing near to me saying that um, relationships aren't stagnant or else they're going to die. And they need to constantly be growing more and more intimate. So if we stop pursuing Jesus and reading his word every day, it's going to get harder and harder to know him more. And we're obviously going to fall away easier. But, yeah. Can you guys believe that she's 19 and <laughs> speaking the words of wisdom? Like, God is totally speaking through you right now. And I can just feel the passion of you. So if you want to talk a little bit about your trip to Israel, I think that's really that's really neat. Side tangent as well. But I think that's something that is really cool. And some of our viewers and uh, listeners would be curious to see your kind of takeaways and what you got from the trip going to Israel, if you would recommend it to all Christians? Oh, definitely <laughs> go. It changed my life and it was so recent, honestly. Um, I just keep seeing the fruits come of it more and more every day. Um, and actually, since we're talking about the Bible, it's made reading the Bible so much different. And um, on the trip, someone said, before you go to Israel, you read the Bible in black and white. And after you go, you read it in color. And, um, it's just crazy. <laughs> the trip was crazy, man. Um, I learned so much and so much about God and just all the things that he's done and how real it is. You know, my relationship with him just feels so much more tangible now that I've seen the places and I've seen where he's going to come back and I've seen where he was. And <sighs> yeah, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I loved hearing the comment you said about reading the Bible before in black and white and then reading it in color that's just such an awesome thing to try to think about yeah yeah <laughs> especially it's easter today so especially that we saw the tomb and we 
saw the hill where he was crucified and oh my gosh it's just made today so much more heavy and meaningful right yeah we're recording on easter today (laughs) christ is risen yes (laughs) he's risen indeed so to shift gears a little i think with that being said the task of reading the bible can seem like a daunting and pretty overwhelming task sometimes do you have any advice on where and how to start doing this and Once you go about reading it, what steps do you take to uh, apply the promises and truths of God to our lives? Yeah, so I'm really still learning myself. Um, Like I said, this is just in the past um, year or so that I've dug this deep into his word. But I'd say, like, just open it and go for it, honestly. Do it with a friend. Hold each other accountable. That can help a lot. Um, Definitely talk about you what you've read. It can be really easy to just read it and say, oh, that's nice. But it's another thing to read it and analyze it and pick apart the verses to really hear what God is saying. There are a ton of good books and studies out there to use, too. Um, the Version app has a lot of different studies for all different situations, and you can even do them with friends, which is pretty cool. We did them in CCO this semester, which was a good way to stay connected throughout the week, too, um, and stay rooted in the scriptures. Um, but like I said, ask God for help. We can't do it alone, and we're not meant to either. Uh, we're weak, but his power is made strong in that weakness. So just let him be glorified through it and let him change your heart. But as far as application goes, I'm not really sure. I did a Bible study last year um, with my small group leader in CCO, and it was actually about reading the Bible for the sole purpose of learning more about God and not actually focusing on the life application part. Too often we tend to just choose a verse and say, okay, how does this affect me when it's really not about us at all? It's about God. And for me, when I take this attitude, I'm just so humbled and I feel so small. And I just ask him to change my heart and help me to be more like him and obey him and please him, which then changes everything about the way I live. In this weakness, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think sometimes, no, you're good. Sometimes we we have these... uh, these problems and these thoughts in our minds and we think they're lame to go to God to like you said just pray and ask God to show you where to start and a lot of times we would be surprised God will be faithful to answer those prayers for you and tell you you just have to stop and be willing to listen and really commit yourself to doing it yeah exactly wow I I love that really insightful things being said there uh you have an ESV study bible right I do I, uh, I think we actually have the same Bible, but in different colors. <laughs> we do have the same Bible. Um, I really like it. It gives a lot of context to what I'm reading and helps. Yeah, the, foot, the footnotes. I'm telling you, once I have this Bible, I cannot go back on having a Bible that doesn't have the study portion on it. Just because it, when I'm reading, it just gives me so much context and so much um background information on what I'm reading because you know like you said a lot of times we're reading and we're just you know sometimes we don't understand um so do you use any resources like you were talking about um you version that help you out when you read whether that is the commentary in your bible or even any online resources on the internet that you would suggest um yeah like I said before my study bible um I like the Bible Project a lot. I listen to their podcasts sometimes, and I like the videos that they do. Um, also, would 10 out of 10 recommend the author, Dana Gresh, to any females out there. Um, I adore... Mm, yeah, <laughs> clap for that. Yes, yes, I adore her writing, and she has changed my life, to be completely honest. Um, yeah, 
something i mean talk to people who you trust i think that's my best resource and who know more than you that's where i've learned the most but i feel like we one of us at least once a day are bringing up some sort of scripture <laughs> or something that has happened yeah. in our day that relates back to our faith like it never fails that at least once a day one of us says something over text or calls each other yes. which i think is really awesome it is awesome very grateful to have you so <laughs> <laughs> right back at you now uh, for me, I, I think that, honestly, like I said, just having access to those footnotes and those commentary in my study Bible is such a huge help, especially when I'm going um, chunk by chunk through the Bible to be able to read someone else's insights um, who has that sort of education in this to be able to break things down for me and has extremely has been extremely helpful for me. But I mean, like you said, you just have to get over the hump of fear and just start. The Bible is such an incredible resource. Uh, in the life of a Christian today, which is so incredibly beautiful, if you truly sit down and think about it. I mean, the book was written hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of years ago and is the most influential book in 2020. Uh, it's alive and it's living and it's breathing in our lives today. Yeah. <laughs> so I personally believe that um, Reading the Bible is an area of Christianity where millennials and Gen Z have both sort of fallen off um, the chart. With that being said, uh, can you tell us when and how you started really considering being uh, in the word a vital part of your walk with Jesus? Uh, yeah, I definitely talk about this. Um, so I, I guess I used to go to church wanting to feel good and feel validated and feel close to God, which is great. And we should want to be close to God. But notice I use the word feel a lot in that sentence. And within the past year or so, I started to realize that I can't base my relationship with God based on the way I feel. My feelings are very inconsistent and I can't trust them. But what I can trust is God and his word. So as I continue to grow in my faith recently, I found myself just craving more and more truth, which I can only get from the Bible. So instead of feeling good and feeling close to God, it's brought me more of a knowing and an understanding of who he is and what he promises, which is that he is always with me no matter how far away he feels sometimes. Um, don't get me wrong. I love to feel the spirit. I love a good worship service as a worship leader. Um, I love to be in the presence of God, but I need a balance of both the spirit and the scripture. I'm no theologian or anything, of course. <laughs> this is all based off of my journey and the people who have helped me through it. But recently, God has placed the phrase faith over feelings on my heart, which I think captures what I just attempted to describe. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you attempted very successfully <laughs> to describe it. And I, I think that's, that's such a good point. I think um, some churches, I get the feeling sometimes that uh, they're preaching more of a motivational speech mm -hmm. and not as much as relating back to the scripture if you know what I mean and I think that's a problem I I think we need to be getting into the word and we need to be referencing the word because the word is the truth our feelings are not the truth and like you said if we rely on our feelings and what we're feeling that's a total <laughs> roller coaster sometimes you're at your high and sometimes you can go down to your low slow and if you don't have that foundation of scripture in your low it's a hard time to get back out of there. Yes, completely agree. Um, gosh, just our feelings are crazy and God is constant through all of that. So we can't base, like I said, we can't base our relationship off the way we feel. Very true. So 
thank you for coming on the show today and talking with me. You are my first special guest on my first episode ever, so this is very exciting. Um, but before you go, we are going to ask you some quick around-the-clock questions, and I promise you that they aren't difficult, so uh, don't sweat yourself or anything. Uh, and the first one is, what is your Enneagram type and your top love language? Okay, I am an Enneagram type 2. Um, and my love language is tied between quality time and gift giving. I have never been able to choose one over the other. I, I feel like a lot of my friends are either twos or eights, <laughs> and I'm a three. So I don't, I don't know if that's saying something <laughs> about me. Or the people that I uh, find comfort in in relationships and friendships. Yeah, I only know Enneagram because of you, so I can't really mm. answer that. <laughs> and it's really interesting these personality tests that are out there now. Um, you learn about a lot about yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I I actually for the longest time I mistyped my secondary type I used to identify as a three which if you are not familiar with the Enneagram three is the achiever type and two is the helper type and I used to identify as a two as my side but now I'm a one I'm trying to remember what the one I think it's is perfectionist called. right makes sense now that I hear it that's totally correct <laughs> I am also my secondary is a one Mm, one yep. <laughs> so second question what would the title be of your biography i don't know something about well i gave you time to prep <laughs> for these questions and you stole i know them. listen i've been thinking about this and i have no idea it probably something about the flute i would hope it would be something about jesus um uh i really like sweet tea Jesus, flutes, and sweet tea. There you go. <laughs> That's it. There you have it, people. New York Times bestseller, 2021. Yep. Uh, and our third and last one, how do you like your coffee? Um, I think coffee is disgusting. Oh. <laughs> mm. We're going to end this episode right here. No, like I said, I like tea. I'm a tea drinker. I, I don't like coffee. I wish I liked coffee, and I've tried really hard to like coffee. I've tried a lot of different things. I just can't do it. <laughs> Are you a hot tea drinker, an iced tea drinker, a little bit of both? Um, so my whole entire life, I've been a sweet iced tea drinker. Um, as of about five days ago, I had a sore throat. My friend told me to drink hot tea. I said, no, I really don't like hot tea. Pressured me into it. And now I've been drinking hot tea for five days straight because it's pretty good. <laughs> but <laughs> all it took was for you to get you sick know. 19 years into your no, life great. to realize you liked hot tea. <laughs> so I like all kinds of tea now. Green tea's pretty good too. Do iced tea and hot tea not have the same taste? They're the same drink. <laughs> One's just has ice cubes in it and the other is cold. They are different. They taste very different. I'll be waiting for a citation on your source for that one. My taste buds, okay? <laughs> well, thank you again for sharing your wisdom in today's episode and best luck with your studies at YSU. Thanks, girl. Thanks for having me.